Grab a seat at the bar to join us for another episode of McAnally's Pubcast, a podcast exploring the fun and fantastical mind of Jim Butcher's The Dresden Files series. Hosts Tans and Jess and me bring you another round of literary analysis on this immense, immersive, and colorful environment inhabited by Harry Dresden, the world's only licensed private investigator and professional wizard. Join an active and engaged community of new and diehard dedicated fans focused on the fabulous themes, theories, characters, context, lore, and more. This is McAnally's Dresden Files podcast by Free Flow Rambling. Conjure by it at your own risk. Welcome to the McAnally's Podcast, brought to you by Free Flow Rambling. This is episode 10.27, Ambushed, where we are covering the novel Death Masks. My name is Tanzan, and I'm joined by Maggie. Hello, hello. And Jess. Hello, Gabna. Thank you to our Patreon subscribers for your generous support. It's people like you who help us do what we do. If you're not yet a Patreon subscriber, sign up today and get a fuck ton of bonus content, kick-ass merch, behind-the-scenes outtakes, and more. Sign up today at patreon.com slash freeflowrambling. Chapter 30 As Ortega is ready to shoot Dresden, he is hit by sniper rifle. The duel is ambushed by numerous Red Court vampires and a fight ensues. The confrontation ends and Ortega has escaped and the Archive calls an end to the proceedings. Martin is revealed to be the gunman and promises to take care of an unconscious Susan. So Dresden's like, what the fuck are you doing? You can't cheat. Like, they're going to hear you and kill you. And Ortega's like, nah, okay, so I die. <laughs> but I get to take you with me. <laughs> well, but. So, of course, you get this whole concentration disruption. It's not fair to have to dodge more dice and a bullet. <laughs> That's too <laughs> many things. Right? Right? And you got this whole thing going on later that you're probably trying not to, you know? Right, yeah. And the <laughs> end of the world later, too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, and... I almost forgot. Sorry, Harry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Silly so. me. Concerned about a fucking vampire. <laughs> yeah, right. So yeah, this is a great time to have like this battle of wills thing going on when it's like, oh, I need to really concentrate on something. Oh, I got like 50 bazillion things. Never to- concentrated a day in my life. Good thing Harry can compartmentalize so well. <laughs> compartmentalize. Yeah, laser dot appears on Ortega's chest, with uh, which both Harry and Ortega notice at the same time. And boom! Suddenly his chest looks a little weird. Boom! Roasted! (laughs) (laughs) Dented! Imploded! (laughs) Yeah, well, I think, yeah, Ortega kind of notices Harry noticing him, and... Wait, what? And, yeah, and right then, there's there's no wait until, like, see what he does next. This is not, like, a warning, like, oh, no, this is like, oh, somebody's trying to take you out, and boom. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. You're not the only one who can cheat, Ortega. <laughs> right? But it's confusing because Harry didn't know he was cheating. <laughs> yeah. So he's like, wait a minute. What? This what? is why you bring a second, though. <laughs> so, so Susan can toss you your staff when you need it in the moment. Yeah, Ortega does try to take the shot, even though he's been shot himself. And it really kind of just misses wildly. Yeah, well, Harry, Harry takes it advantage and, and pushes the Mordite sphere closer uh, while dodging. 
It's like, oh, well, fine. You want to distract me with shit? I'm just <laughs> You're distracted now. I'm going to fling the Mordite back at you. See if you can dodge that now, bitch. <laughs> right. Unfortunately, <laughs> as, <does. laughs> as mentioned, you know, Ortega did bring this posse with him. So just as fast as Harry goes to fight him off, and Susan goes to jump into his defense as well, you've got this uh, crowd of vampires spilling onto the pitch, too. So, yeah, it kind of becomes a free-for-all pretty quickly. So Ortea's still taking at least one, two more shots. Like, this this sniper is still taking... And still able to fuck up Susan. <laughs> well, the gunman doesn't fuck up Susan. No, Ortega, oh, Ortega fucks, up fucks up Susan. Ortega fucks up Susan, yes. Right. Ortega is also wielding a gun yeah, that makes him a gunman. He makes a slip of his, his um, suit... <laughs> yeah. And gives a toss. Just, she goes uh, flying. Yeah. She's not meant to. <laughs> Vampires mm. cannot fly. No bat wings for her. <laughs> Thomas jumps in and is doing stuff, and Susan jumps in and is doing stuff, and her Tega's guys jump in and start doing stuff, and there's more light flying around, and there's guns going off, and it becomes just a whole big what the fuck is going on. Um, super confusing, super, super quickly. Confusing, super quickly, but it turns out Thomas isn't really helping his team. <laughs> what? <laughs> Which, what? Whoa! <laughs> Which is insane. Weird, because, you know, he was so heartfelt out in the parking lot there. <laughs> and this is what's so funny about this whole thing about Thomas's betrayals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that the whole reason or Thomas is even involved in this is because the Red Court was like, let's get the White Court involved and make a solidarity of the two largest vampire courts out here as a united front against the fucking white council, right? And King of King Wraith was like, no, you started a war. You're at war with yourself. And on top of that, fine, here, take Thomas. Sure, united front with my stupid little shitty son. No yeah. problem. Well, see, this is what's kind of funny. I'm like, pretty soon, like, you're not going to have a lot of, of allies left the way, because it's, or again... What's the thing about bad guys, though, is that they are turned on each other, too. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess. But, you know, um, because, I mean, I don't know, maybe it's just a red thing. Or maybe it's just, you know, who knows what other power plays he's got elsewhere. But exactly, it was like, that was kind of Bianca's whole thing at the at the party there, the masquerade, right? It was like, oh, I invited Lord Wraith. And he's like, yeah, Thomas can go. Maybe he'll get killed. You know? And then and then Ortega shows up and is like, hey, Wraith, old buddy, let's... And he's like, no, I'll just... You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I'm like, pretty soon they're gonna be like, fuck you, Wraith. Like, don't bother asking Wraith for anything. You're just gonna send his dumbass son. Right? <laughs> you like... know? Like, like wh wh where do you show up to, you know? I'm like, is it just like these people you don't like? Are you just being like, I don't really need an alliance with the Reds And presumably, you know, like, the king of the white court has been Operating for a while. Operating for a while. So it's like, just how long has he been sending his sons in his place and people are still trying? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe well, this time. Well, yeah. And I, so, you know, I mean, at least Thomas we know is. He, we, we know from the party that his father sends him in his place to be chicken fodder and hopefully to not come back. Yeah, I was going right? to say like, we know he's like 30 ish or something, but I don't think we do know that yet. That was all yeah. I was going to say. But yeah. Is the term chicken fodder? <laughs> chicken feed? Cannon fodder. Cannon oh. fodder. <laughs> oh, man. I just have visions of chickens flying in high velocity. There's Chicken on the run. They <laughs> did. Like, isn't the Wallace and Gromit, okay? That's a totally and Dresden now file I thing. have flying chickens and, was, and corn nuggets <laughs> flying everywhere. That was chicken run, not chicken on the run, and okay. chicken on the way is the one. Oh <laughs> yeah, my gosh! That's where I went. Like, 
There's so many words in the English language. How am I meant to keep them all in order? I don't know. I was like, wait, what? I need a language with less words. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. A glush to blend. That's the only word in that language. A glush to bleed. Schmagledin. Kincaid retrieves the archive and produces a semi-automatic, which he takes out of a uh, takes out an interceding vampire while escaping. Oh. Well, yeah. So e even worse is that now, yeah, Ivy Kincaid they got to get involved too, right? Because it's like you stupid bitches. Well, yeah, right. His whole point is he's bodyguard to the right. He can't let any. So who yep. knows? Is this just you guys doing your petty shit that's gonna, or is this some kind of camouflage attack on Ivy, attack on Ivy or what? Right? Yeah. Responding right. with extreme prejudice. Extreme, mm -hmm. yeah, and like, he doesn't cut corners, he doesn't wait, to, he starts with these fucking incendiary rounds that just... And he's discarding just as quickly as he uses, which is... This is the thing. Yeah, I like, think my note is he, he's very, like, um, Terminator-esque style. Totally. Just one, sh one and done, and one yeah. One and done. Get the next yeah. gun, get the next gun, yeah, so it's And to the point of the craziness, too, is that, like, even Harry's like, I don't care about getting help from Thomas or Susan. You get Susan out of here. Like, shit's too crazy to focus on a plan right now. Just escape now. Well, yeah, exactly, right? Because Thomas does go to give him a bit of a hand, and he's like, ah, not me, not me, go work. Because, again, yeah, Susan's just been flung across, and we haven't seen her since, so mm -hmm. he's, like, doesn't no idea what shape she's in. Although, we do have our... I want to say ubiquitous, but I'm not sure that's the right word here for what I want. But the golf bag is bad. Because <laughs> that's what Kincaid keeps pulling shotguns out of. A very popular choice. <laughs> clearly, you know. I'm like, clearly this Supernatural is Costco is, like, really pushing the golf bags this summer. <laughs> you would have think he would have used at least something baseball-themed in this in this case, but <laughs> going, going yeah. to Wrigley Stadium. It's, yeah, no, it's not a nope, bat bag. bring it's a <laughs> golf bag to the Well, but to you the know what? The funny field. thing is, Kincaid is the caddy. <laughs> right. <laughs> Thomas uh, warns Harry of an oncoming attack and he manages to get out of the way of another vampire but he is sprayed with venom fortunately the anti-venom potion counters it and Harry's able to, to nail it with a fire spell so Keep his Thomas, head, Thomas crazy. is definitely like looking out for his back there yeah, because he knows how fast it works, too. So he's, like, extra super glad, like, like how fast it works in high quantities. So, and again, it just comes back to the whole thing that I'm like, crazy, these vampires are just running around spitting all over you. <laughs> Gotta watch out for that. Let me just drool buckets on you for a second. <laughs> I mean, yeah. that was basically Kelly and Kyle's whole... Yeah, I step know. one. That's like, it's all. Drool first, fight second. <laughs> yeah, but it's like it's you're in the middle of this whole like. How do you like? Would you just working up a big load of? I don't even. Yeah, you learn how to huck a loogie really, really you've far. You've got right? fucking special, you know, acidic or. Um, like, do they have like hypo? Like how how some snakes can like shoot the venom? Yeah, like, like those specialized ducts that. I was just gonna say, I was thinking of that like, like in that Jurassic Park with the little wing, rough. wing, yeah. neck, rough thing. <laughs> you yeah. know that they're just like, yeah. Gotta uh, keep at least a ten foot feet between you and any vampires, <laughs> just in case. Ugh. So and then and meanwhile, Kincaid's things are just like blasting these things apart, like getting ladder. them down, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> tearing the shit out of them. Yeah, like, there's not a lot of vampire left when he's done with it. It's That's like, a note to vampires. Keep ten feet between you and the <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. And then, furthermore, there's Ivy. 
who is not a little girl, actually. She needs Kincaid for the driving capabilities, okay? Not the protection. Yeah, exactly. Not the bodyguard. You're right. That's not really his... his uh... Yeah, he's the designated adult as far as the human world is concerned. But when it comes to the supernatural, she's got herself handled because she's taken control of the Mordite back <laughs> and is waving that bitch around like a baseball. <laughs> yeah, because that's... not what not. <laughs> well, it's true. It's, it's that sort of, like, dichotomous, you know? It's like, when she doesn't... He's there as, like, the general bodyguard, but if things get really bad, then actually she's the... <laughs> you know? He's like... Because he, he does protect and watch out. Almost like Marcone. Marcone doesn't really want to lift his finger. He's going to let Garden Hendrix do that. But if he's gone to get into the fight he's gonna get into the that's fight that's true he can he can hold his own he yeah. can protect himself yeah so yeah so while he's just while Kincaid's distracted with blasting away somebody's trying to sneak up on him and oh cute little Ivy steps out from behind this something golf brutal bag. about it too just like one after the other and like it burns straight through them yeah it's like that one with that one guy that whistles in the um the arrow in the uh marvel Oh shoot! Yeah, what's his name? Where it's like a bunch of them all at once, and he just whistles, and he gets that that arrow through all of them. And um... oh, Yandu, Yandu, yeah. Except hers is just a little bit more brutal, I think. I well, because it just burns, and ash and bone is left like completely anti-life, so it leaves yeah, like virtually nothing. Like yeah, and again, it's just that creepy. A child's doing Sudden it. childlike, like, no muss, no fuss. Like, you know what I mean? It's, again, it's like no big explosions. There's no big gore. It's just blink it out, basically. Yep. It's just like poof, 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 gone. While she just stands there in her little hobbit cloak. What'd you say? Billy Mundo? But Billy Mundo? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Monster? I don't know what the fuck his name was. Oh, the... More, um, Twilight Zone. Twilight, Twilight, Twilight Zone yeah. kid, but... Yeah, I don't even know. I've already forgotten. Yeah. Yeah, but that guy, we all know who we're talking yeah, about. Exactly. Everybody knows who we're talking about. Yeah. Billy Mummy? Yeah, Money? I think Money? Mummy. 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 Mooney. Mooney. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So the, the attack eventually <coughs> finally subsides, like they lay a whooping on all, most of the vampires. Um, and Ortega has seemed to have disappeared. And the archive asks Kincaid who broke the sanctity of the duel first, and Kincaid answers he doesn't know, but Harry was winning, as far as he was concerned, so. Yeah, so they're not actually sure who, which is lucky for Harry, because otherwise um, it would look real bad for him. But he also is like, as everything's calming down, he stops, and him and the archive are like looking at each other, and he's like, ooh, so okay. like, he's uh -oh. like, yeah, I'm not, ooh, wait. Mm -hmm. Am I in trouble? Like, just like, I'm gonna shut that down real quick <laughs> before. Oh, I do not want to see that. Uh, Whatever thing you've collected in seven years <clears throat> is too much for me. Yeah. And, and whatever I've collected in 25 is too much for you. <laughs> I, well, probably, but I'm like, I can only imagine, like, what kind of, like, what would it, like, you know, so we got, like, Marcones was, like, sort of this bare, barren, stainless steel, very organized, very, you know, and you're like, what would Ivy's, you know, and, like, would it just be, like, some kind of crazy endless library? Because of what would it, you know, would it be, like, like how would hers manifest? It just, it makes me wonder, sort I of think a it thing. it would blow like, his brain up. I, I think it would, but what's... It's too much. Yeah, which is exactly why he doesn't want to, but you know what well, I mean? I mean, like, that's also, like, knowledge versus soul... Mm. Yeah, but that's that's just it exactly. It's it's like would you well, would it be like the accumulated things that she known that would be too much? Would it just be the force of it? Would it be like you know what I mean? It's just kind of like how would everything that she's 
got. I can't remember what it's from. If it's Percy Jackson or if it's Dresden Files with like the queens or what. Like if you look at their true form, it's like gonna like sear your eyes. Like you got. That's that's the god. You can't look at the. Well, you can't look at the. Is that the very Percy queens. Jackson books though? That's Percy Jackson's. Yeah. Is that if they? Yeah, but you yeah, have so to like, turn away before you see their. I true imagine form. it's almost a similar thing like that. Like it'd just be so much power in this little girl, but like you'd just be like rocking on the floor. Like what the, yeah, fuck, was like, what the fuck was that? What was the fuck was that? Maybe like, it's just yeah. You get a taste of that with the queens, where it's like if you try, we try to look at them with a sight, and yes. she's like, no, 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 no. But but yeah, the gods will melt you into a puddle if you look upon them in their true form. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, but yeah, yeah, maybe that would might be a good yeah. Just <laughs> and there, well, there's definitely at that moment in time, it's it's like. Just a delay enough of like, oh shit, am I in deep sh- trouble? <laughs> and I think, I think, the archive has made some, made a choice based on on more of a personal influence rather than because there isn't they don't know one way or the other. But I think just based on what she says, how she thinks, thanks the time with uh, that she had to with Mister, yeah, and 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 thanks him for giving giving her a name. Maybe a little bit of that like she's a... Like, that's her little hint of... <clears throat> like a char- Because you were good to me. Mm-hmm. Hint, hint, nudge, I'm gonna, nudge. I'm gonna let this go. Yeah, like a little bit of a character judgment there that, yep. yeah, Kincaid's like, I can't tell, but Dresden was winning, so there's no reason for Dresden to have been the one to start cheating if he was ahead, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, exactly. And then, yeah, but it's just, I like kind of... Because that's like what we were all thinking, but he's like, I don't know, just the way she says that. She's like, thanks for letting me play with your kitties. Like, it just sounded so final. I'm like, oh my God, is she going to kill me, you know? And then she's like, okay, bye. <laughs> I like to, yeah. And she's like, these proceedings are concluded. And he's like, the smoldering. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I look around. Yeah. <laughs> you think? Stickler for protocol. Thomas is gone. Susan is gone. Ortega's gone. It's just me and a bunch of dead vampires. I think we're good, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think. I, that's yeah, the end of the... And then, yeah, and then she's just like, okay, it's past my bedtime. <laughs> she instructs Kincaid to take her home, and he tells her that they're stopping for drive through because he's starving, and she is going to have cookies. She says, they're bad for her. Bad for me. But she doesn't decline. She, yeah, right. You know, the cookies, they're not good for you. I know, she's just the cutest thing ever. But yeah, it's just the sweetest, like, just, not just like, thanks for letting me play with your kitty. And thanks for my name, Mr. Dresden. It's like, oh. I was just babysitting my niece. And she was telling me a story. She was playing with my rubber ducks. And I've got multiple sized rubber ducks. And she was like, yeah. And then all the, and then she, <laughs> all the rubber ducks just had moms. And I'm like, what, no dad? She's like, no, they all got shot in the head. I'm like, what? Four. Four and a half. I was like, I, I said nothing to suggest that the fathers were dead. I just wanted to know which of the ducks were male. And she's like, no, all the fathers were shot in the head. I'm like, excuse me? And she's Not like, even yeah. Just- and I got out my phone. I'm like, will you say it one more time on camera? She's like, all the fathers got shot in the head. I'm like, okay, cool game. <laughs> I was, I was out getting ready, yeah, and I come back, and she's telling me this. I'm like, she did not say that. And she, like, immediately whips out her phone and, like, play. <laughs> I'm like, she did wow. say These that. little kids are so creepy, man. <laughs> it was, yeah. I, it really was, because I'm like, okay, I could have understood if there was just no, she doesn't have, her dad walks out, is gone. She hasn't seen him since she was barely two, I think. And he just has not been around at all, so she doesn't have a dad. I get that. There's a lot of families like that. That's a thing. So I'm like, I can understand that your your playtime your, doesn't have a dad. Sure. Yeah. But no, she but totally very kills specific, all off. Yeah. <laughs> and then the other flip side of that is very funny because most of the time when she plays and she's in her dollhouse, everything does have like again, everything is by size. The biggest one is the daddy. The middle one is the mommy. The smallest one is the baby. But apparently, not when you have a 
thousand rubber duckies. Thousand rubber duckies oh, of varying yeah. size. Yeah. So these little kids are creepy, man. They, I don't trust any of them. No, you just you never know. It's, it's there was the whole thing on the spirits podcast too, where they'd always have like the creepy children thing, and it was just, and they're like, were you that creepy? And it was funny because they'll get like, um, not viewer listener mm-hmm. response things in and stuff like that, and then yeah, they're like, I was that creepy kid. I and they're like, ah. <laughs> Or at least kind of interested with them. Like, yeah, that's just, no, just, no, n- no, 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 don't like, don't like, not, not good. Stay away from the kids. Mm. Stay away from the kids. So here's where we find out that that Kincaid was using incendiary rounds, which explains like the flaming effect that's going on. Yeah. Th- and through, th- through the shots. And Harry asks him where he can pick some up, and Kin- Kincaid totally sets him up. So they knew, they had to have known something was going to happen. Like, they're, we're, they're fully prepared for the, the whole double cross the ambush well the first time he ever met Kincaid Kincaid said how he'd kill Harry <laughs> like Kincaid yeah. doesn't show up places without a fucking backup plan a, on who the fuck is gonna be there and how the fuck he's gonna deal with them right contingency for a contingency for a contingency and he totally is like like yeah like these guns like he was discarding the guns because they were warping with the amount of heat from these incendiary blasts are so so yeah not only is he prepared enough to have the incendiary rounds prepared enough to know how they work and they're gonna warp the fucking gun one shot in like that yeah you can only use them one at a time if you plunk them in a regular old shotgun like prepared with like the 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 insulated Blanket and everything. You'd have to be going to, like, you know, like, the pick-and-pull auto shop, but it's for, like, gun parts. It's like, I don't need it to be good. I need one shot. (laughs) (laughs) Give me, like, 40 of your shittiest rifles, okay? I'll make it work. Oh, my God. Can you imagine Ivy's connections? So, like, anytime... She's like, I know exactly where, like, all the gun dealers are and what they've got in stuff, you know? (laughs) Yeah, she's got their inventory written down. Yeah, yeah, right? She never has to wonder about, like, oh, is my favorite cookie going to be at Walmart? She's like, yeah, (laughs) the Walmart on this corner has 17 boxes. (laughs) Yeah, go straight to Zeus. Exactly. Do do arms dealers keep a written inventory? They've got to keep something somewhere, though. Legal ones. Illegal ones would have to, too, though, because that's how you track who's ripping you off. Yeah, even the illegal ones have to have some... I mean, they got... I've seen where the Millers, okay? Yeah, they you write it down. You got text messages and shit about what's coming in Breaking where. Breaking Dad, he wrote down shit. Right? I'm sure drugs. If you're those gonna, are both if you're gonna run a business, you, know. you can't do it all in your head all the time. There's right. So yeah, exactly. She knows where Shady Joe, like what alley he's gonna. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or at least you know, but yeah. yeah, Shady Joe, he's writing it on like a gum wrapper, and she's still got. It. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if the the advent of text messaging, like she's like. Like, the, oh, the yeah. amount of stuff she knows because of that. Well, yeah, that's oh, the crazy thing. Is, like, that's why, like, the archives, her mom went crazy, you know? Her mom was there. Yeah. Her mom was in charge when the internet became a thing, and she just was gone oh. from there. Peace out. Yeah. <laughs> At least Ivy was born into the internet age, right? Her mom was there when that click happened. It was like, that's it, bye. Yeah. Yeah. No. So yeah, yeah. I'm sure Kincaid knows where to get all the good toys. And yeah, I just love this little like bonding moment, right? Where he's just like, he's like, oh, I know a guy. Like, I'll set you up. I'll get yeah. him for you. Yeah. And he's like, oh, okay, cool, thanks. And you know, and it's just like, I've got friends. I love but Susan's okay, and Martin's here. Hi, Martin. Hey, what the fuck? You're the gunman? Of course I was. <laughs> like, of course? What do you mean, of course? What the fuck? Why do you think like, we're in Chicago? Oh, uh, Susan came to pick up her stuff. Oh, sure she did. And we're not dating. <laughs> <laughs> oh, ouch. <laughs> if you believe that story from her. Oh, man. Oh, Evie. 
What? So yeah, another fun plot twist. As we get to the end of the book, it's gonna be plot twist after plot twist after plot twist, but like, yeah, turns out the whole reason Susan and Martin came to Chicago in the first place was because Ortega came to Chicago? What? But and their but job was to a- save Harry. Mm-hmm. Well, not to save Harry, but to make sure that Ortega died. Right. Whether yeah. or not that meant saving so Harry they, or not. They basically had Ortega's plan from the other side. Mm-hmm. That just Ortega was. They knew he was coming to. Ortega was the only plan the one to take it out. Whereas Harry was the other side of it. But Harry wasn't the one that was going to cheat at all costs and know that it was had to be. Yeah, because they're like, no, we need the war to keep going because otherwise they're going to come back better prepared. In a few years, when we're not, because we're going to be like, oh, we just made peace. Everything's fine and dandy. So, yeah, it's basically the exact same thing that Ortega was doing. Just Ortega was the one that knew what the plan was, and Harry didn't. <laughs> we also find that uh, that Ortega was retrieved by a couple of his vassals, so he did escape. Yeah, he is not around. And then Thomas does this fancy little spot. Well, I guess this is before but yeah, like he goes over to check on Susan and, and Thomas like pulls out a pen and is like clear, like puts his pen away. And, you're like, and then he had just like, that's like where Martin like, pen. when were you in cahoots with, with Martin? Because at first I'm thinking like, oh, he's going to have his, you know, buddy buddies like roll up in some extra cars. No, it's not more like whites or buddies or anything like that. That's when fucking Martin comes down. And he's like, did they like, was this like long in advance? Was this like once you got to the stadium, Martin was like, hey, here, tell me what, like, you know what I mean? It was like, when did you get your super fancy spy pen from Martin? Like, what? Well, well I'm not expecting Martin and The Thomas thing was, to- is that, yeah, my whole, like, you know, in my mind, they just found out about Ortega because they operate out of South America, right? So yeah. it's like through the vampire things, they were down there, whatever. Well, yeah, fine. they're keeping tabs on. And then they find out, like, oh, he wants to go talk to the White King. Well, the White King hasn't shown up for an event in a hundred years, so let's go <laughs> talk to his son. <laughs> or, yeah, exactly. The, like, his son's oh, they're been at sending... a beach house for the yeah, last year. They're like, oh, he's sending Thomas. Okay, I know but who yeah, we right. can. So well, it's like... We know Thomas is going to go to fuck for him. <laughs> Susan has a bit of a background, at least with, with Thomas, right? Like, he was one of the people that helped her sort of get her urges under control wasn't wasn't no, the other one no like, Susan went to go do that herself and oh no I, I guess Thomas had talked to her because she said because she right. was like trying to learn she ended up learning a bit more about Thomas explained right. it was. yeah Thomas sort of explained what her new vampirism was yeah that is true so she did make a connection with him that way so mm. he probably was like guess what I had happen I gotta be the second I got the in well yeah who knows how yeah, Harry was scrambling around trying to find a second. Who knows how far in advance Ortega gave Thomas notice. It could have been before he came to town, but... It's very funny that Thomas wouldn't tell Harry when the meeting was happening, because he's like, I'm not your second, go get your own bitch. And he's like, but I do have a call to make to Martin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, like... Hey, man, you I mean, got it. He's had his pen on him the entire time. Oh, yeah, you didn't have so to call like, Martin, yeah, yeah. Mar- Martin's just listening in. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. yeah keep all those things separate, you know what I mean? Like, hey, can't trace it back to Harry. But how annoying for Harry. Can't even trust Thomas. This bitch is also working around, running around behind your back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's all just very, I'm like, just what? a drunken, chemical, besotted playboy. I'm too pretty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so Martin also declares that, because Thomas is like, I shall live, and Harry's like, okay, I can get a pulse, and Thomas is like, yeah, she's gonna be sore, but she'll be fine, so, and he's still gotta get on with things, so they're going to, to, uh, he's like, still relies on them to get Susan out of there, because he's like, I just, you'd like to know, you know, but basically, yeah, he's, they're all like, yeah, she's not gonna die, and Harry's like, hey, she'll, I still got places to be, so I'll catch up with you later, kind of a thing. And Martin really is the best person to take care of her in this situation, for... 
Yeah. That, you know, they, they, can't, they can't go to a hospital. Yeah, exactly, right? Because they're like, well, that's going to be a whole big other problem issue. And I and I like, again, where it's not even just like, oh, like, hospitals have to report gunshot wounds. Thomas is like, yeah, think about this, Harry. You don't want her waking up, you know, tired and hungry. And and, uh, yeah. <laughs> In a big old candy store. Ooh, yeah, good point, good point. So, yeah, so reluctant as he is, yeah, he kind of doesn't have a lot of choices. Yeah. I got other things to do. <laughs> you got other things to do, so, yeah. Allows. But the fact that Harry came out of that as unscathed as he did, like, he's basically walking out of there without a scratch. Like, basically, just, like, like this whole tornado happened around, around him. him, yeah, like... Yeah, just, he went to go have one simple, ordinary, by-the-book duel. Yep. <laughs> it's not his fault. Everyone cheated around him. And chaos and... Yeah, exactly, right? Fuck you it. see, cheaters never prosper. <laughs> <laughs> well, it depends what side you're on, because Martin cheated, and his side is winning so far, so oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But, yeah, it's it's a whole big, like, yeah, basically, you know, it's, it's that whole, like, bringing a gun to a knife fight or something. Like, you know, Harry went there with, like, a baseball bat, and everybody suddenly turned out to have fucking, like, cannons. <laughs> it was like, what? <laughs> Excuse me? Like, like, I just took off my coke, so I was like, I don't need anything. We're doing well. <laughs> you know? Crazy how that happens. Yeah, crazy insanity. But I mean, really, like when a fight is going that fast, too, right? It is a little bit of just like the rubbernecking, like, oh, uh, holy shit, I'm alive. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, pretty oh. much exactly, right? Like, again, yeah. it's one of those things where you're like, you're lucky you got off anything, because if that was me, I'd probably still be sitting there going, wait, who said what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, it helps that, you know, when everything around you can run as fast as a tornado. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. It's probably really good that Thomas was on the side of. That he was helping out. Well, yeah, because that would have been a whole different thing if Thomas had actually bring a vampire to a vampire fight. (laughs) (laughs) He'd bring opposite vampires to a vampire fight? Because, yeah, if Thomas had pitched in at all on their side, would have been a very different story uh, completely there. It's a good thing, you know, we've had a lot of stop and starts about Thomas this book. That's good. Next book, it'll be... (laughs) So let's just talk about the white vampires, okay? Let's just get this out of the way now. Know everything we know. Because... (laughs) <laughs> no, bite your tongue yeah. for a few more chapters. So he's got to get going, and Thomas Congrats, is like, you survived your duel. You survived your duel. I mean, Ortega might kill all your friends anyways, because he still has all the guys. And he clearly managed to make it out of... step one back, he, same problem. He clearly managed to get out of this fight, because his body isn't among the wreckage. But, yeah. I mean, you survived one duel. <laughs> you're, you're, yeah, you're back to square one, where both of you are still out there. Nothing has been resolved. There's it's funny, no... too, that Harry feels so confident to head off to the airport, too. Like, I'd be like, well, all my friends are about to be killed right now. Like, yeah, like, again, I mean, I guess there's maybe the whole thing where he's like, well, Ortega's got to go and, and, like, recover and recuperate. But, I mean, like he says, it's not Ortega that's personally going to take out everyone. It. He can just be like, do what, it now. <laughs> Get out his pen and say clear. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, because I think he promises it's his thralls that are going to do it. So they're humans even that are well, like, whatever. can come out at any point. Exactly. They'll never see it coming. Exactly. Yeah. So that's why I find it surprising that Harry was like, like, I understand you got to compartmentalize. You can't be a hundred locations at once, but it's still surprising me that Harry's just like, I don't have time for that. It's like, okay, it's like, but we like... Ju- we just gotta rely that the author is not gonna make me have to go save all of my <laughs> friends instantaneously right now. Right, but there's or... the, the... This is the time-traveling thing again, and Harry actually did have to go and save them all individually, one oh. by one by one. We're not gonna get that until way more later books. No, there you go, more that time paradox. I don't get how Harry was so confident to be like, well... We've got one on Charity and her whole family. We've got one on Murphy. and But Murphy and Michael and Sonia are going to meet me at the airport. So at least I'll have those three covered. It's like, there's still 
and we don't know the numbers exactly, but clearly, you know, yeah, Ebenezer, how the fuck are you going to get to Missouri yeah. and save Ebenezer, right? Obviously, Ebenezer's his own man, but. Well, I, and you got to wonder is, I mean, other than, like, Who do you warn and, and save and protect? Yeah, the Alphas, too. Like, maybe the Alphas can take on a Thrall. But again, that's if and when you know. If you're right. going to pull a Kincaid and shoot them with a high-powered rifle from half a mile away... You don't know, right? There's not a lot you can do about that. Yeah, if a vampire is going to show up and be like, yo, I'm going to bite you, then sure, Billy's got time to be like, well, I'm going to wolf out and fight you. You know, but yeah. Yeah, in the yeah. middle of class, though, and you're not expecting I guess, it. I guess he's just really hoping that, yeah, that, that Ortega's contingency plan was not to go into effect instantly. Yeah. Although he's got not much of a choice to go to the airport because that's pretty much which, apocalyptic level. Uh, yeah. Which I leg. agree. Like, he doesn't so have much like, of a no, choice gotta go. here. But that's why I like think my time traveling is like maybe 20 people Harry dying did. or mm-hmm. hundreds mm-hmm. and millions and maybe that's it. Maybe it's thousands. like maybe he knows he's like, well, Ortega can just wait and see. If anybody survives this plate apocalypse, then Ortega doesn't have to lift a finger. <laughs> you know, like, are they gonna come out of it? Because we might all die anyways, everyone yeah. in Chicago. So, but yeah, he's got to see some man about. He's got to see some people about an old man and a bitch. This concludes our episode 10.27, Ambushed. Thank you for listening. You can find us online at freeflowrambling.com and macanellies.ca. There we have links to our other podcasts, social media, and other fun tidbits. Please subscribe if you like what you're hearing, and please consider supporting us through Patreon to keep the magic alive and to see more content. We are Free Flow Rambling. Conjure by it at your own risk.